Do not dwell in the past. Do not dream of the future. Concentrate the mind on the present moment. That is the almighty Buddha. Everything that you all do today, I want you to do it with passion. I want you to do it with creativity. I want you to do it while you fist pump. I want you to do it with gratification and humility and feel the world for what it is and make a difference in every way possible. Hey, 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 everybody! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everybody out there doing something crazy, I am so pumped that you are here today on episode 80 of the Entrepreneur Now podcast. Episode 80, think about that, insane. And I cannot wait to get into this podcast because I have literally one of the most interesting women I've ever talked to in my life on the show. She went from working about 95% of the time and only living about 5% of the time to looking at her life from a different angle and deciding that it was time to make a huge change and to restructure the life and dive into some uncertainty and take some risk and figure out what she wanted. And now she's to a point where she's basically working 5% of the time and living life 95% of the time. I've got Sandra Lamorgesi on the show. She went from holistic practitioner and intimacy and communication expert to now really being a dominatrix. And it is an amazing, amazing story. And it goes up and down and all around. And I'm so pumped that you all are here to, to, to listen to this. She, she really is an expert in the mind, the body, and the, and the spiritual holistic living, which I think makes it super interesting when we dive into like the sexual side of things and the intimacy and the well-being and health of doing these things that, that we are so scared to put out there in the public eye. I mean... Going from that to, to being a dominatrix is such a huge step in the opposite direction. And I, I was just honored to get her on the show and, and to be able to dive into that and, and how she went about doing it and how amazing her life has been ever since. She's very humorous. She's got a great personality. And I hope that all of you enjoy it just as much as I do. I mean, she's been featured on the Howard Stern show. She's been on magazines life pose all over the place i've watched so many different interviews with her and you can check them out just by googling around but i'm gonna get right into this interview without making you wait any bit longer but everybody out there i hope that you are holding arms creating doing everything you can to follow your dreams and there was a brief period in this interview somewhere around the middle where we had about five minutes of a microphone problem so i do apologize for the technical difficulties there uh, there is a little bit of static in the background but it does clear up so thank you for your patience on that again this is episode 80 all the show notes artsynow.com forward slash 80 and here we go come on everybody let me hear that beat come on come on everybody let me hear that stickity stickity rickety dickity beat yeah oh yeah well here we go now to get a little bit funky out there? Who wants to get a little creative out there, huh? Yeah. Which one of you wants to get a little bit artsy now? Well, I do. I do. Well, then get on with your bad selves. Yeah. If you 
think it's too late, well, you better think again, dudes and dudettes. It's never too late to make that switch. And our guest today is here to rise and shine and fist pump and break all the rulers that the rule book could ever dictate. She's an author. She's a speaker. She's a holistic practitioner. But that's not all, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Sometimes she doubles as Mistress Vivian. And she specializes in transformation, interpersonal communication, well-being, and sexual intimacy. A skidamarinkity-dinkity-dink, a skidamarinkity-doo-hoo. Sandra Lamorgesi, yoo-hoo. Are the entrepreneur now, what is going on? Good morning, how are you? I'm ecstatic. Oh, I love that introduction. <laughs> it's a little ridiculous, but it's so much fun. Yeah, it's so much fun. And that's what life is supposed to be about, fun. <laughs> And lots of it. Good vibes and energy, right? Yeah, totally. We, we take ourselves too seriously. You know what? Something, not that we have to start off on this flip, but I was watching one of your videos the other day on vibrational energy. Uh-huh. And I thought that was a pretty interesting point because I've never heard anybody talk about that in that context. Um, really? And plus, I think you had some guy like, you know, with cleaning, a, yeah, he was like cleaning a my apartment. on cleaning your apartment with a shock collar on, which was awesome. <laughs> Yeah, those videos are are a lot of fun. I I just started creating the uh, YouTube channel and it was kind of, you know, presented to me just out of out of air, the idea of it. And I just thought it would be a lot of fun for me to play the straight man and give some really inspirational tips and have this kind of freaky kinky thing going on at the same time. <laughs> They're hilarious, actually. The slave who does them with me, and these are actual clients that are doing these videos. Um, we get a kick out of it. We we, we laugh. We have a good time. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like that's something that's going to actually catch a huge audience on eventually if you keep doing it too. You'll get one that gets really big and then they'll start panning over to your other videos and could be awesome. Yeah, they're really, I try to make them funny and amusing and, you know, entertaining and informative, but the kinky stuff going on, you have to, did you see the baby one? Yeah, I saw like, like three or four of them. Oh my, yeah, once you start watching them, they you do kind of get hooked on them because they, <laughs> they're kind of funny. They're very funny. Yeah. And so what's, I'm, I'm so pumped that you're on today because you've got Thank so you. many specialties and so many things that you dabble with and I can't wait to get into all of them, but you have this brilliant story where you sort of made a switch, right? Mm-hmm. In your lifestyle and what you were going to think. And I'm a firm believer of we are what we think about 100%. And we can become whoever we want to be if you just put your mind to it and become persistent. So in your opinion, do you think that that people can have anything they want? And, and how do they do that? Uh, yes, I am a firm believer, as you, that we can have what we want. Um, it's, it's just, you have to be very open and flexible on how that's presented to you. So a lot of times we get stuck in a box and where we think or in our thoughts, in our limited perspective, that this is the way it should go. But the universe sometimes brings us a lot of times, brings us things unexpected that if we went with the flow and like, you will be amazed and delighted every time. So, you know, it wasn't my idea of being a holistic practitioner and having my practice. 
I was, you know, planning on writing a book and doing the speaking engagements and, you know, I was putting all this energy out in the universe to, to make this happen and I was moving towards it, but little did I know what I'd be speaking about yeah. or writing about, but you can have whatever you want, but you have to be open to it. <laughs> Absolutely. You have to really be open to like all pop. There are all possibilities out into the universe. So don't stick to your limited perspective of what you think is available because anything is possible. Yeah. And don't, and don't judge others for what they decide to do either. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. When we judge others, we're kind of judging ourselves. Yeah. Away with the bad energies. Yeah. You have to get out of that judgment and and, and once you do, you become more curious and you become more a part of the, the, the living, Yeah, you it know, is. by, I mean, it makes us much more interesting. And there's so much more to it than anybody can ever imagine. If you just start accepting and, and blending and, and sort of absorbing other cultures, the way other people live, uh, the oh, it's amazing. Interested in. Yeah, you can discover, I mean, it just opens new doors like crazy. Well, you know, as you know, being, on this beautiful website that you created and this, you know, this interviewing artists and these amazing people all over the world, you must be in contact with, you know, amazing things that you never thought was possible. Oh yeah. It's incredible. I mean, it's in, yeah. It's totally incredible. <laughs> Which is the whole point of what we're trying. I mean, I try to accomplish with this is, is to spread the word that these things are possible to more people so they don't get sucked into the, you know, American dream lifestyle of going to college, racking up a bunch of debt and doing something that they hate so that they can go home and buy things that they don't even like to impress people that they don't even like. Well, that's what happens. You know, we've, we've been brainwashed and in our thoughts and beliefs that this is the way that it's supposed to be. But you know what? There's other possibilities out there that make you a lot happier. Boom. You said it. So Sandra, do, can you do us a favor? And I want to I want to know about you and your story, um, how you came up, and, and why you came to this point in your life where you wanted to make this switch. Because I think people can really relate uh, to things that everybody else goes through. And then, and sort of the changes that you did make. Well, you know, they were very unexpected, as you know, most people know. And I was working. I had a wellness studio. And I was working seven days a week, 12 to 14 hours a day, and I had no life. I was exhausted. I was getting unhealthy, which is, you know, pretty typical for someone working in a healthcare practice, you know, and being overworked. So I was just this regular woman, just like the lady next door, running a small business, working my ass off, uh, no life, no balance. I mean, it was pretty excruciating. And I think at that point in my life, I was like, wait a minute, this has to stop. Yeah. Like this has to stop. I can't do it anymore. I mean, I'm just exhausted. I'm burnt out. I'm not happy. I have no relationships. Um, I have, it was just really bad. And I just prayed and I said, I put it out there and I said, God, give it to me. You know, let's make a change here because I'm ready for it no matter what. And I started putting all these different, and I started getting into, you know, more of the law of attraction and manifesting. And I was really studying it. And I really put my whole heart into it. Well, you know, things happen 
that, that are very unexpected. So when I put this wish out and this prayer out to the universe of change, oh, I got it. So it's like that old saying, be careful what you wish for. The next thing I know, my business closed unexpectedly in a heartbeat. I mean, in a heartbeat. And I was sitting in my apartment with no money, no job perspectives. Nobody was calling me back. My friends disappeared. Well, I didn't really have because I had no social balance at that time. So I didn't really have a support system. Um, there was no one to help me and I'm 55 years old, I'm educated. I'm thinking, well, I could get a job. Right. And I was applying for positions like no one's hiring a 55 year old woman. You know, I was getting, and I could think, is this age discrimination? Because I certainly have a lot of experience. I mean, I couldn't get a job at Whole Foods. They weren't calling me back. I'm like, really? Healthcare practitioner, holistic, you know, <laughs> nutritionist. I can't get a job at Whole Foods. It was insane. And at the time I was, I was, you know, playing around with this, you know, law of attraction and using energy and sexual energy and, you know, all that high vibrational energy in my life. And I was, you know, sticking to it. Believe me, I was kind of suicidal. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I'm 55 years old and I got nothing and I have no way to pay my rent next month. I'm going to be homeless. Like it was dire straight. And I was trying to, you know, stay in that zone thinking, well, let me just stay with this. And um, I have to believe in this vibrational, you know, universal law, even in the bad times. So I was trying my best to keep myself motivated and in a really positive flow. But believe me, I was like, God, I'm done. Like, I, I don't know what to do here. And then it all changed one day. I was talking to a friend. And she said to me, Sandy, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, really, what are you going to do? And this is the truth. I'm, I had this inspirational thought come into my head. And as it did, it came out of my mouth, out of nowhere. And I said to her, is it illegal to be a dominatrix? <laughs> and she's like, I don't think so. I mean, they don't have sex with clients. I mean, I... I don't think it is. And I said, oh, get the fuck out of here. I'm not, I mean, this is ridiculous. Where did that thought come from? And she's like, I don't know. You've been playing around with this female empowerment and this sexual energy stuff. This might be a good idea for you to do. And I thought this was, I thought it was the craziest thing that I could ever imagine. And it was. <laughs> I mean, I was like, no way. First of all, I was 50, like 55 years old, you know, we're supposed to be over at that age, right? Um, at least that's what society tells us. And, you know, I had no experience. I had, I had no idea. So, of course, my curiosity started getting peaked, and I had to keep open to universal inspirational thoughts. So I actually went on Google. I typed it in, how to be a dominatrix in Manhattan, New York City. <laughs> I had no idea. This is so th funny. This is – it was crazy. And I found this blog and this woman wrote a story about how she went to work at this dungeon in Manhattan. And she, after one day, because of the psychological and physiological torture, she only lasted one day and quit. No. And I was like, I'm calling them for a job. <laughs> I got on the phone, no kidding. And I called them like, I'm going for a job interview. 
And I called them up and I was so curious. And I went onto their website and kind of like, you know, checked them out. It was very scary. And um, this voice just comes on the phone. Hello. And I'm like, hi, I'm calling about a position, you know, <laughs> try, try to get a job. And she, all she said to me, this voice uh, said, do you have pictures? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I have pictures. Because <laughs> I didn't want to make it seem, I had no idea what she meant, but I didn't want to seem like I was ignorant, you know. So and she said, send them to the website email. And she hung up. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, wow. What was that? So, of course, I'm ignorant. I have no idea what I'm doing, believe me. I sent her my headshot, my actor's headshot, and, like, a pair of me and my bra and panties I had sent a boyfriend. Like, they must have laughed their ass off when they saw that. Because, of course, they were expecting, like, some big fetish photo shoot kind of pictures. Like, me in leather and whips and stuff. And, uh, of course, they never got back to me. And, you know, I, I was so fascinated with this idea and I was like wait a minute this would really empower me as a woman it'll step me out of the box it you know I'll break all the rules of how women should behave and how they should be submissive and this this really experience could empower me and I was really scared because I knew I would ruin my reputation whatever that means now I understand and I just kind of like it, it wouldn't go away it, it just wouldn't go away. And I thought, well, if I'm studying Tantra and Tantric sex and trying to be non-judgmental of other people, and maybe this might be a really great experience for me to, to you know, walk the walk. Like, let's see if we could do this thing. So I kept sending them emails, and, of course, they were ignoring me. And then I started getting, like, you know what? Uh, I don't care. I was really honest. I was at the fuck it stage. I had no money. I wanted to do this thing. And I, I, I don't know. I was just so drawn to it. It was, I knew it was going to be like the hero's journey where I would walk into some world, you know, like it was an adventure. It started being like an adventure for me. And I emailed them back and I said, listen, don't let my Tantra Zen fool you. I'm like, I can do this. I'm a hard worker and I'll learn the ropes. Give me a chance. Christmas Eve, they sent me an email and asked me to come in for an interview. And I trucked my ass into the city. Merry <laughs> it Christmas. was, it, it, yeah, I went in on a Tuesday night. It was pouring down rain. It took me, I'm, I live about 20, 15, 20 minutes from Manhattan. The best and, weather of the year, right? Yeah, and it took me two hours to get there. And I was just like, I'm go I'm gonna do this thing. I'm gonna do this thing. I'll let me tell you, when I walked down when they buzzed that door open and I walked down those dungeon stairs, those dark, dirty dungeon stairs. Oh my gosh. I thought I was gonna faint. I mean, my hands were shaking so hard that I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't keep myself still. And I went down and this lady said to me at the bottom of the stairs, who are you? And I said, I'm Sandra Lomargese and I'm here for a job. And she said, oh yeah, I remember your email. 
I said, first thing I was like, you got to let me use your bathroom because I've been sitting in traffic for two hours. And it was dark in there and it was all dungeony. It was crazy. And I came back out and she was sitting in her high top chair, smoking a cigarette when I came out with an application. And I, I, I just was crazy. And then when it came to the part where I had to write on the application my age, I hesitated and I'm like, they're not gonna hire me. I'm 55 years old, you know? I'm too old for this. This is crazy. Should I lie? And then I thought, well, no, because that would just ruin my whole point. You know, my confidence of women are sexy and, you know, at any age and confident. And that would just be a lie. So I wrote down 55. And honestly, I had to keep my hand holding the pen really tight on the table because I was shaking that hard. Oh, wow. You know, I kept thinking was, please don't let this lady see how bad I'm shaking. <laughs> I'm so scared. And um, to, you know, make a very long story short, and, and it's all kind of mapped out in the book, uh, my book Switch, that she offered me a job. Yeah. You know, it's she started warming up to me, and I clearly had no idea what I was talking about because these ridiculous questions I was asking her. And, you know, we were going on and on. And I, I said to her, she's, she was talking about the clients. And I said, well, I just want to let you know that I don't hate men. And she got up from her desk to go into another room that she'd been called into. And she looked back at me and she said, you might after this job. And I was like, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> so as she, you know, she left the room. Now I'm in there alone. You know, now I can look around, you know, and, you know, check out my environment. And there was like this wall with whips and chains and ropes and things, you know, and these big, huge armoires and this heavy dungeony furniture. And wow. and that yeah, it was crazy. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, wow, this is nuts. This is crazy. And um, she still hadn't really offered me the job yet. And then, honestly, I looked across the room and I saw on top of the dresser, there was a beautifully lit, decorated Christmas tree that they had put up. And I thought, and I just got like this warm feeling. And I'm like, that was kind of like the universal bridge that brought us all together. Yeah. Like, yeah, these people are real. <laughs> like, like, they have a Christmas tree up in here. Like, who, who, there's got to be some love here somewhere, you know. And she came back. And she said, you know, Sandra, you got the job. You want a tour of the dungeon. And off we went. And every room was more magnificent. And, like, I was on a Warner Brothers set or something. And I was like a kid. I was like, oh, boy, this is going to be fun. <laughs> you know, get to play with all this stuff. And, you know, it was just crazy. Um, you how, know, so we, we worked out. Yeah, it was, it was very, very. It was, it changed my life. I mean, it, it changed me, you know, it, it transformed me, you know, working there. I was there for a year and by the time I left, I was actually, you know, training new mistresses and because that's, I'm an educator, you know, I'm a teacher. So that's, you know, I started doing workshops and, and doing all these different things. And then I just kind of outgrew it. 
So I did end up staying there for a year and, you know, had very good relationship with the owner and the management and the girls. And I, I, I just got empowered by them. You know, the women, the women were amazing. I mean, most of the, you know, there were some dominatrixes, you know, and we all were, but some of the women were like getting PhDs and they were documentary artists and they were filmmakers and photographers and classical musicians. There was an opera singer and like all these women were artists and they were confident and they really rocked. It was, I remember once there was a girl about 25 years old, she was sitting there and this was sort of close to the point where I was leaving. And, you know, we all called each other by our mistress names. And she just looked at us one day in the middle of a conversation and she said, I'm really going to be empowered by the, the rest of my life from spending this time with you women. She's wow. like, you know, and one of the girls looked at, you know, one day said to me, she's like, Vivian, you make me want to take better care of myself. So, you know, I was in there doing holistic stuff with them and we were having fun and they were, we were just very supportive and confident and we were having fun and it was really amazing. It was very, it was an amazing experience that I took and I'm glad I did. How, so, how powerful of a story is that? I mean, it, a complete switch. Yeah, you know, complete. Yeah, because I I was freaked out. I mean, this whole idea of this BDSM, and I had never been introduced to it. I had like a little boyfriend for a little boyfriend, poor thing. <laughs> He's a grown man, but he was a lot younger than me, and he kind of introduced me to it. And I, you know, played with him once, and but I had no idea what DNS was or domination. I had no idea, really, none. And I just played off of that when I got the job interview. Oh, yeah, I have experience, you know. But I had no idea what any of this stuff was. I was kind of like appalled by it. Yeah. You know, I was very judgmental. I'm like, these people are freaks. Nobody would want anyone to treat them this way. Um, I don't understand this. You know, as a holistic care practitioner, I was, you know, like you're always nurturing people. Like you're always... Like you would never say anything nasty or degrading to someone. Like I just could, didn't get it. But then after about a month or maybe not even that long, just maybe a couple of weeks in the dungeon. And of course they made us train with other girls before we were allowed to go in there with a whip, you know. <laughs> um, I I got it. I'm like, wait a minute. This is Tantra. This is Tantra living in tantric sex, this non-judgmental, um, open, open curiosity about partners and what they love. And, you know, it was, it's sane, safe and consensual. Yeah. Like everything is nego everything is talked through. Like you would do as I did with, as a healthcare practitioner, you go in, you do a consultation, right? So I'm like, this is really a loving practice. Because you're, I'm actually, as a practitioner, a dominatrix, I'm facilitating authenticity. That's so true. people are out there, and believe me, they are, and who knew it, you know, out there with this expression that they have no outlet for. So I, I actually see this work as a part of my practice now. You know, anytime we're in a non-judgmental environment, it's healing. 
And you can't, un, you possibly really can't understand that unless you've actually done this practice. important do you think this whole practice with getting in touch with this side of yourself that most people are probably they have these feelings they're scared to even take one step close to them to even get out of their comfort zone they're afraid they're going to be viewed as crazy or weird if they tell anybody about it how important do you think it is to take that step forward and especially when it comes to like sex drive in relation to longevity and staying young uh, longer, you know, and just the health in general. Oh my God. It is so huge because when you, when you're suppressed that, you know, the mind tells the body what to do. Yeah. You know, if you've ever had an orgasm in your sleep, then you understand that. How, how's that possible? Yeah. Because you're having a dream and your mind tells your body what to do. So if you're suppressed and you're living in shame and guilt, anger, suppression, like all that creates illness in the body. So when you feel good about yourself and you can come out and I would recommend doing that slowly, of course, yeah. you know, you don't want to just sit at the kitchen table one night with some bra and panties on if you're a husband, you know, <laughs> but if, you know, come out slowly and maybe, you know, if you're in a new relationship, maybe talk about that before you move on to the next level of like a long-term relationship. Like bring it out into the open. It's, you know, you'd be surprised. Everyone has a little fetish, you know. It's just, you know, how, how deep you want to go into this or how avant-garde you want to be. It's very, very healthy. Anytime you feel good about yourself, you're creating an energy and dopamines, um, you know, serotonin, all these build the immune system. So all those chemicals in your brain are actually being released during this type of practice. And you feel good about yourself. Aren't you high? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what happens in session. You get that high, like I'm high, they're high. And that's just the body's response to playing and feeling good and feeling good about what you're doing. That creates health. Yeah, I think when you get to that mindset and that's that stance in your life, it it opens up just an entire another, uh, I mean, another pleth like I want to say dimension of reality, like where where you can literally do so much more than you ever thought was possible. And then, I mean, from your from your standpoint as well, how do you think when you do get to that point or you do take that step, how much can it contribute back to your creativity in life? Oh, yeah, totally. Because what happens is once you get that energy, you have that great. What I say to my clients, um, and they're all like high powered men, you know, that's the demographic. Mm -hmm. 
because um, they they rule they rule the world, and then they want to come to me and submit. They need that balance, and they're not really getting that outside. Uh, so anyway, what I always recommend them, you know, after session, now go back to your office and do something creative. Now, when you're in this zone, is when you can open up to other creativity, because it'll flow towards you. So, you know, make that phone call that you've been wanting to make, you know, get out your pen and draw whatever, you know, plans that you've been wanting to do, because now you're in that energy of creativity and you're going to draw. It's just going to flow. It's just going to create effortlessly. Yeah. And a beautiful, in such a beautiful way too. Yeah. It's so, it's the people, it would be great if people could start understanding that everything they need is inside of them, their health, their success, their love, their joy, their happiness, their creativity, everything is inside of you. It was designed that way. So you have, you're more powerful than you think. Yeah. Everything that you could ever imagine, dream of, and more is literally just sleeping on the other side of your comfort zone. You just have to pull it out and wake it up. Yeah, you know pull I mean? it out and wake it up. And this is a great – Slap I mean, it this around is, a little bit. Yeah, this it. is a oh, – <laughs> You should see the whip marks on my ceiling. <laughs> my whip is too long. <laughs> yeah. You got to get – you just need a variety for each situation. Yeah, I mean – I don't know. I'm excited about this, you know, the switch that I made. It's really, it's, it's really transformed my life. I mean, I don't look at people now and be judgmental. Yeah. You know, I'm very conscious. Yeah. I'm very conscious of, um, how beautifully diverse we all are. And I embrace life differently. I don't worry about like what other people think of me anymore. You know, I just do my own thing. And the people that do not gravitate towards who I am, you can go. And the people that do come towards me. Yeah. And, you know, if you want change in your life, those are the things that you have to kind of go with the flow with. Because when you ask for change, you're going to get change. And you're going to have to let some stuff go. And then, but other things get drawn to you. And then you have this magnificent life that you created on your own. And when you get to you that know, point, when I, it's like Nirvana, right? Yeah. I mean, honestly, when I lost everything and I was, I mean, I just couldn't believe 20 years went down the tubes, but you know, I manifested it. God said, Hey, if you want this, you got to give up that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm on a tangent now. What was I saying? <laughs> We were just talking about getting to getting to that point in life where you, you, everybody's scared of getting, you know, everything you imagine. Oh, yeah. On the other side of your comfort zone. Yes, thank you. So when I had lost everything, um, I really saw that as an opportunity to create my life of the life of my dreams. I'm like, I don't have shit. I lost everything. Now I have this opportunity right in front of me where I can design my life the way I wanted to be, you know, so I went from working 12 to 14 hours a day, um, seven days a week. So I had 95% work and 5% life to, uh, I switched it. Now I work 5% of the time and I have 95% of my life. 
<laughs> Taking and, um, the 80-20 to an extreme, right? Yeah, I just, you know, like after this interview, I'm running off to yoga, you know. I don't know what I'm going to do later. I'm going to have some fun. I go hiking. I'm dating. You know, I have friends. I socialize with friends every single week. I, I you know, I eat organic foods. I take care of myself. I rest. I mean, I explore, I create, I could have never, I don't, would have never wrote this book. It took me three years to write the, my book yeah. and my YouTube channel. I'm having so much fun. And I mean, so it's just going to keep, it's just going to keep going and going. I mean, I'm having a blast Yeah, and, and I, I'm, I and I'm not a secret you. about it either. Like I tell my clients, I'm a healthcare practitioner. This is part of my practice. You know, I have, and they get excited for me too. They're like, Oh, you know, like, it's just fun. I'm having fun. And everybody can go out there and do that as well. And I think that it's just amazingly fascinating to have you on to make this switch. And I love the fact that you wrote this book and you got your story out there. But when you went into the process of writing the book, you know, it, this was your first book, I'm guessing, right? Yes. And, yes. And so a lot of people, they want to write a book. They say they're going to write a book. But really, I think less than like 1.1% of people actually write a book. What... Looking at what you're doing now, that you have this book out and, and the transition that you made with the switch, are there any things that you do on like a daily basis that contribute to to your habits of being able to to create this life that you love? Uh, things that other people could take into account and start trying themselves to see if it helps them out? Um, as far as like moving forward? Like Not really uh, in anything. Okay. So I, I would say the top thing on on the list is not to listen to that little voice of fear because that is a lie. And you know, whenever, yeah, that is a bastard. That's, that is a lie, lie, lie. So whenever you have a thought of like, I'm going to write this, I want to write a book. And then that second thought says, are you fucking nuts? You can't write a book. (laughs) It's that, that's the lie. Yeah. The second thought is the lie. The first thought is the dream. So you can't listen to that second thought. Keep going. Just keep going because no one, you know this, no one that ever did it or was going to do it or planned to do it ever knew how they were going to do it. They just knew they were going to do it, right? Mm-hmm. That's the old thing. Absolutely. So I would say f- the first thing that I would that I always do is ignore the, that second voice, that fear voice, and that'll move you towards it. Because we can't comprehend in our minuscule perspective how that could be possible. And believe me, I took the three. It took me three years to write the book. Um, I started with a, an idea, and. I just kept moving forward. The next thing you know, you know, I'm getting world-class editors helping me and designers. And I got, I asked for help. It cost me money. I worked and paid it. You know, you just make it happen. But it, it like, you know, separate yourself from negativity, you know, you know, internal, that internal fear and that external from other people, because they can't comprehend how you're going to do it either. Yeah. The best way to predict the future is to absolutely create it. And and one of the huge mistakes people make is that they often try to force an interest on themselves, but you don't choose your passion. Your your passions choose you and you have to actually follow that, follow your curiosity like you have done 
and and it's amazing. Yeah, I mean that's the truth. I mean, I wouldn't. I, I mean, how could I even make this up in my wildest imagination? <laughs> I couldn't. I could never have dreamt this up. This had to be, you know, divine intervention of universal, you know, wonderfulness. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I could Something have never thought of this. much larger than ourselves, right? Yeah. I mean, it says, okay, Sandy, you want this? Here, try a little of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, whoa, okay. You know, so, let's have some fun. So I really learned, and I don't take yourself too seriously. Yeah, absolutely, which I don't. I think that's a huge, a huge point to make. And Sandra, we are running short on time now, and I, I know it goes by so fast. Yes. It's, it's, I just wish I could talk for hours, but I, I, I really appreciate you coming on. You've been amazing. I do want to ask you two more questions that I like to ask all my guests because uh, they are, they are, I just think, fantastic questions to hear answers to. And so the first one is, if you could spend a little bit of time creating something with anybody from the past or present, who do you think you would choose and what exactly would you create? Hmm. I would, I would sit down with Jesus. Oh, nice. Yeah. And, and him and I would get together and we would create some sort of app. (laughs) (laughs) That's the first time anybody has said Jesus. (laughs) I don't, I don't know um, what that would be, but I think it would be really popular. (laughs) What if you could like whip people that were judging others virtually with an app? Oh yeah. That would be good too. (laughs) <laughs> every, they, you'd hear the sl- every time anyone got into the fear mode, the, the whip sound would come up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> automatically. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm straightened out now. <laughs> the shock colors idea. are effective, aren't they? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and, and then, okay, if you if you had to battle Godzilla, uh-huh. how do you think you would use your creativity or talents to defeat that big crazy bastard? Well, you know, honestly, it'd have to do the Clint Eastwood thing and just say, come on, make my day, <laughs> you know, and then I, then I, then he'd have to think a little bit and then I'd have to put him into submission and then he'll be happy. He probably would. You're right. <laughs> he's too, he's too dominant. He needs some balance in his life. That That is absolutely true. And then he will keep coming back, scratching at my door. <laughs> what kind of an outfit do you think you put on him? Oh, probably some pink panties or something. <laughs> Pink panties and stockings. <laughs> she put that on him and show him himself in the mirror, and he'd probably fall in love. The first time he saw a female Godzilla. Oh, there's no doubt. <laughs> well, I so, testify, no doubt. Yeah, Sandra, where where can we uh, where can listeners get in contact with you or find find your links or check out your book and things like that? Um. Most, all of my social networks are Sandra Lamargazi. So it's really simple. So SandraLamargazi.com is my website. My YouTube channel is Sandra Lamargazi. Um, my Twitter, everything. So it's really easy to catch me. If you just Google my name, you'll find all my stuff. Yeah. And these will all, all these links will be posted in the show notes at artsynow.com forward slash Sandra Lamargazi. And is there any closing advice that you'd like to give the listeners uh, before we say goodbye or even books or resources or or anything that you want to recommend that you think people could find value in? Well, I, I would say, you know, be to be open to all possibilities and you will be amazed at what you could create, you know, keep open communication 
And like we said, don't take yourself too seriously. And if you want change in your life, start believing that you have to start changing your beliefs and your thoughts and your feelings about different things. And you can create anything you, the life of your dreams, you just map it out, put it on a piece of paper and start putting the intentions out and it'll happen. It will absolutely happen. If you want to go out there, run around, pull your pants down, pogo stick across <laughs> the United States and only tube socks, you can do whatever you want to do. Sandra is a living example of this. And I, I'm so honored that you were on the show. I mean, I know you've, you've been involved with the Howard Stern show, New York or New Jersey life magazine, pose magazine. So many, so many different places and, and things that you've done. I've seen you on some news. Uh, I, I really do appreciate you coming on and spending the time with us and the listeners. I thank you so much for everything that you provided. And I hope that somebody out there right now is getting out that dog cage and, and the shot collar and is ready to do <laughs> some damage on somebody for the best. <laughs> oh, so do I. That sounds like fun. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Absolutely. And everybody make sure you get out there, do something crazy, do the job, you know, go to your neighbor's house and pull their pants down and then give them a high five, whatever I makes you happy. Absolutely. And break the rules, but first break the rulers. And Sandra, thank you so much for being the Archipreneur now. And always remember to keep it so, so, so funky. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Archapreneur Now. For all the show notes, it's artsynow.com. If you want to be a guest on the show, email me at create at artsynow.com or on Twitter at HB underscore Armstrong. The music, well, that's shaky feeling. Check them out. Ventura, California. Ta-ta! Keep it funky.